Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. It's good to see all of you amazing people here today. It's great to be home. And if this is your first time to the Anchor, we welcome you to the Anchor. Let's welcome all of our guests here today. We're so glad you're here. I haven't got to talk to him yet, but just before service, I was I looked out and I saw John Jones walk in the building. I said, oh my goodness, hey Brother Jones, it's so good. One of our worship leaders that led worship here and led our new life for many years. We're so glad to have you and Sister Francis with us today. Would you welcome them all the way back home, amen, living in Louisiana now. And I believe, I believe Brother Austin and his family are here today, are going to be here today. And Oh, there you are. It's good to have you, Brother Austin. You used to play the saxophone here at church. We're so glad you're here and your beautiful family. Would you welcome them home today? So glad they're here. Amen. Now, I'll tell you both what I told Brother Cody back in the day. You haul, we haul, and I haul. We'll come and get you and bring you here, amen, and let you come here and move back here permanently. Can I get a witness from somebody in the building like them come home all the time? They had a... They had a family reunion, and, and we're so glad that they're here. And uh, looking forward to seeing y'all talking with you after service. It's good to have our guest, Brother Dylan Woodward's guest. We're so glad to have Jordan uh, here. Wave your hand, Jordan. And Brother Dylan's brother, Dawson. Wave your hand, Dawson. And his friend, Daniel, all the way from California here today. Would you welcome here? We're so glad to God has been good to me. God's been good to you, hasn't he? And uh, for all of you that reached out a few weeks ago on my birthday and sent me messages and things and, and your card or text or comment maybe on meeting, but thank you for loving me. I, I cried and you made me feel so special and I appreciate, I appreciate you and it's good to be home. The Lord's going to help us here today. We already feel a move of God. Didn't you enjoy that song that they wrote? Wasn't that beautiful? Amen. I want to dwell in the presence of God. I want to dwell in the presence of God. Isaiah chapter 52. And if you can, help me, sound man, with the monitor. Uh, sound man, if you can give me some more for my voice, maybe bring the keyboard down just a little bit. My voice has been weak. And uh, I'm going to need a little volume today. Thank you. Isaiah 52, verse 7. It says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation. Look at your neighbor and say, what are you publishing? Somebody talks to you for a while, what are you talking about? When I think of publish, I think of a newspaper. Don't you? I think of the, I think of the paper boy with his little beret hat and his bicycle. And he's got, he's got, he's given a report. He said, publisheth salvation 
that saith unto Zion, what are you publishing? This, was just, this should be what we're publishing. Thy God reigneth. I got good news today. God's in control. He's in control. God reigneth. How many believe God's still on the throne and he's reigning here today? Would you clap your hands and say amen? He, it is written in the context because prior to this, you, you look up and, and you see the desolation of Jerusalem. You see it down in the valley. Jerusalem's not on the top of the mountain, but it's down. But in Jerusalem, he said there's desolate places. Previous verses even say that Assyrian oppressed them without cause. And, uh, and what he's saying is in the midst of defeat, there's still good news. There's good tidings of peace and good tidings of good things. Meaning, no matter that there's defeat around you, what you're talking about should be good. Do you believe that? If we're not careful, we will start talking about the kingdom of the earth and everything going on, even to the place of talking about what the Antichrist is doing. And stop talking about what the king is doing. Feeling defeated, I was, y'all can be seated. I'll give you my title in a minute. I, uh, I, was, I was driving down the road one day and it was typical that in my, my XM radio, how many of you have XM radio? Do y'all know what FM radio is? Does anybody still know what AM radio is? Does anybody know what a transistor radio is? I was driving down the road listen, listening because I don't have cable in my home and uh, I was just going down the road and I, I'd, I'd listen to the news. It was just on. I'd get in. I'd listen to it and keep me up to date. You know, one day the Lord spoke to me. He said, if you listen to that all the time, you're going to believe their report and not mine. It's not that you can't listen to it, but a constant, a constant digest of what unsaved people are saying whether it's politics or whatever, is that if we're not careful, we will begin to get a kingdom view that's not God's view. And we will live in a constant state of anxiety, fear, and feeling vexed and down. How I many know it's true? I mean, I mean, if all you ever heard me preach was what the Antichrist was coming, you'd probably stop coming. I would, I'd, you know. I mean, the devil's, the devil's bad. Well, one time there was a preacher preaching. He was talking about the devil. And uh, there, were, there, was a, there was a guy in the church, you know, just had to know him as an older man and ha had some issues. But, but he, he looked at a guy and he said, the devil's after you, Brother Mark. And when he did, that guy from the back said, ooh. <laughs> you know, if all we talked about what the devil's doing and, and if we look out, we are gonna see there are Assyrians that attack without cause. There is an enemy that's out there. There is a kingdom of the world. Everybody take your two fists and do like this and put them together. There's only two kingdoms. God's kingdom and the kingdom of this world. There's only two kingdoms. Love not the world or the kingdom of this world, but you've got to love what God is doing. 
And what happened is when Jerusalem is going through something, when our lives are going through something, when America, we're dealing with pandemics and we're dealing with epidemics and we're dealing with chaos and wars and rumors of wars and Jesus did speak about it, but you can never forget what God is doing when you see what's going on in the world. You have to listen. Now remember, remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. That's right, we walk by faith and not by sight. And, and, and the Bible tells us in Genesis that, that when Adam and Eve fell, they fell by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Anytime the devil makes an appeal, it's to your eyes. Anytime God makes an appeal, it's to your ear. For he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And we as a body of Christians, we gotta be careful that we make our decisions and we connect our emotions to what we see. We must connect our spirit and our emotions to what we hear. We've gotta hear what God is saying and not what the world is doing. Can you say amen? That's why the Bible says we believe in him in whom we have not seen. How do we know that God is real? Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So when Isaiah is written, Isaiah is written in chapter, Isaiah 52 is written. It was written on this context that he says, how beautiful, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. Everybody say the messenger that publisheth peace and that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith, look at your neighbor and say, you need to be saying some things. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to be saying some things. That saith unto Zion, that saith unto the city that has desolation, that has waste places, that has oppression, you need to be saying to those people, what? Thy God reigneth. How can you say that when there's waste places, there's desolations, there's pandemics, there's people that are dying? Look at verse eight. Because thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Here's what he's saying. He said, there's desolation in the valley. There's a psalm about it. In the valley of the shadow of death. Down in the valley, there's desolation. Down in the valley, there's oppression. Down in the valley, things aren't going too well. But there's somebody that's up on the top of the mountain and he can see into the distance. And what the watchman begins to speak is God reigneth and he's on his way to fix it. Here comes the king. I come to preach to you today. I realize America has some trouble. I realize we live in the end time with some world issues. But don't fret because the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. There's a king that is coming. Somebody shout, the king is coming. Today I'm like the paper boy on the bicycle going through the community. Hear ye, hear ye. I'm throwing the papers on every house, every business. Throwing them at the dog, amen. 
riding through the community, throwing the paper. Watch the news. Watch the breaking news. This is the breaking news. The king is on the throne. The king is in control. God still reigns and he's on his way to your city, your house to fix your problem. He's gonna turn it around. Would you clap your hands and shout amen? I wish somebody would shout, the king is coming. Oh, I did get up and talk about Corona every Sunday. Get up and talk about politics every Sunday. Get up and talk about the things going on in this world every Sunday. You'd all walk out of here with your head down. If all I posted about, all I talked about, all I thought about, my wife might be trying to move to a happier house. My kids would walk around with their head down. If all they thought is there's chaos and sickness and death and corruption and confusion and desolation and oppression, you know what? There wouldn't be any hope. But it's not the job of the church or the watchman to talk about what the world is doing. It's the job of the church to talk about what the king is doing. And I'm glad to tell you, the king has plans. The king has blessings. The king has healings. The king has the solution to our country. And he's coming. Somebody shout, the king is coming. Come on, elbow your neighbor and say, I'm gonna tell you something good. The king's coming. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the best thing you've said all day. And some of you said, that's the best thing you said all month. Amen. The king is coming. Hallelujah. I don't want us to become mediocre, complacent with good news. Infatuated with the bad. You know you can become addicted. Sister Cammie taught me that you don't eat what you crave. You actually crave what you eat. That means what you put in your body, you're eventually going to desire. And if I put negativism in my eyes, in my ears, that's what I'm gonna go back to. How many know it? You start watching one part of a sitcom, you're gonna finish it because you start craving what you begin. People don't start drinking alcohol because they like the taste or smoking cigarettes because they like to choke, cough. But you crave what you put in, what you start. And that's why we stop reading our Bible because we're consumed with media. We're consumed with Zion. We're consumed with desolation. Are y'all hearing me right now? Boy, even preachers get up and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. We don't, it looks like the church is going to fold. My dad used to talk about that song, Hold the Fort. Brother Daniel, hold the fort for I am coming. Jesus, meet your need, wave the answer, surrender flag. Please come and get us, we're suffering. We're defeated. You don't come and get me, I'm gonna backslide. Lord, we're the devil so big and bad and tough, I just don't know if I can get from Sunday to Wednesday. So you better come or I'm, my whole family's gonna slip away. You listen to the wrong report and we're not singing that song in this church. Now listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna stop preaching about the coming of the Lord. 
I'm not going to stop preaching about the coming of the Lord and that you need to have your heart right and your spirit ready and repented and your garment washed and cleansed. We're not going to stop preaching that. Growing up, the coming of the Lord, uh, the coming of the Lord was, was preached that uh, he's coming an hour that you know not. Ready or not, he's coming. If you're not ready, you're going to be lost. That's not wrong preaching. Jesus preached it that way. But he didn't only preach it that way as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot. They didn't see it coming. They, they, they had a preacher preaching them. They didn't believe him and they were left behind destroyed. I believe that. But there's also Luke 12 that I preached. I'm just gonna obey the Holy Ghost here right now. Luke 12, I taught it from a different perspective, Brother Daniel. And Luke 12 says that if you've done what I've asked you to do and you fulfill what I've asked you to do. You see, because when the Bible tells us in, 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 in Romans, it talks about that, that um, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Righteousness is reasonable. God never expects us to do something unreasonable. Holiness is reasonable. And he said, I want you to be holy as I am holy. Righteous as I am righteous. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. And be ready. What he's saying is, I've given you the grace to be ready. Luke 12 teaches that if he comes back and the light's on in the house, you are girded, means clothed, that you are girded and ready. He said, when I come, he said, he said, I'm gonna set you down. I'm gonna clothe myself and I'm gonna serve you what I prepared for you. Some people get the mindset that Jesus just wants to come and say, you know, you're gonna burn. Burn, baby, burn. <laughs> they got the mindset that God is against them. And they, they live for God in defense. Wanting to go to church just not to go to hell instead of going to church so they can be his bride. You know, uh, when a couple gets engaged, they really don't want to wait that long to get married. They got some things to prepare, but if they could, they'd get married tomorrow. And then they get married. You can't hardly see them for six months. Because they want to be together. That's the concept of the church and the wedding. He's coming to get me. And all this stuff, all this stuff that, oh, I've got to live. I, I believe in the fear of God. Don't misunderstand me. But there, the Lord's coming for a church that's made herself ready. And that ready man, I'm excited that he's coming. And, you, and he said, I'm going to set you down and I will prepare that which, I'm going to serve you which I've got in my father's house or many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you so. But I go to prepare a place for you. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to say, Sister Ada, he's going to say, look what I've got for you. I've got this place that's reserved just for you. But we lose our view of that because we remain so focused on what's going on here. And it's what destroyed Adam and Eve. They got their eyes off of the voice, they got their ear off of the voice of the Lord. And when they started looking at the world here, they started listening to the voice of the devil. Sometimes the voice of the enemy is just not anything but the voice of the kingdom of this world and you're discouraged, you feel vexed, you're troubled, you don't have any joy, you're fretting over your family, you're fretting over all kinds, you're scared absolutely to death because you're watching desolation. 
Then I get up here and I've got to preach. And you have to filter through all the stuff out of the rubbish of the reports. I'm just going to tell you what we're battling right now in the end time church's voices. Consumed with media. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. You might not be happy about it, but you know deep down, you might argue me, right? argue right now, but I'm telling you the truth. Consumed with every video and every opinion of people that aren't even saved. So much so that when God speaks, you have to listen to me through the, through the lens of a kingdom of this earth to see if I'm right or not based upon what you've heard all week. And what's happened is the lens has become nothing more than unbelief because you were engrossed in the kingdom of this world because of voices that are, have no connection to the throne of God. All of those voices are birthed out of Zion in desolate places. I stopped listening to the news in January. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not against it. But if you consume yourself every day with it, you're not going to be happy. All of you know I'm telling you the truth. Unsaved people telling you what's going on and what's going to happen. At what point does a man tell the God, God's people what's going to happen? Somebody that doesn't have their ear to the heart of God. They have their ear to the heartbeat of culture. And culture is one of our enemies. Somebody say you need to embrace culture. God, Jesus opposed culture. Come on, y'all know this is right. And, and, and our report becomes nothing more than what's coming out of oppressed places, waste places, desolation places. Am I preaching to anybody? Amen. Then you match your diet and you got to watch some sappy, sad movie. And it's, and, it's filled with, and it's filled with fear, death, fornication, adultery, because that's what the world is promoting. How many know the world is wicked? I feel something in the spirit. And you know what comes out of our mouths? What we've ingested through our eyes and ears. And you've, you're, you are filled with the Holy Ghost and never talk about what the Holy Ghost is doing. Filled with the King. The Bible says he's Christ in you and have no clue what God is doing. But the only thing we talk about is the movie we watch, the news we listen to, and, and God forbid all the thousands of conspiracy videos that's going around that you believe in. Written from desolate places. Bible says don't listen to every voice that prophesies. The Bible also says don't, 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 don't just let anybody lay hands on your head and speak into your life. We believe that in the church, but do you believe it on media? Let anybody. Well, they said, my dad taught me the fastest way to lie is to say they said. Got facts from all kinds of places that you don't even know where they originated. Come on, you got, what I'm trying to help you to do is base your judgment on your emotions in your spirit because the Bible teaches us to follow peace and if there's no peace, it's not God. 
God doesn't operate with this stuff. God operates by peace. And if you want to see where God's going, follow the emotion of peace because everywhere God goes, there's peace. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. God didn't call us to become contentious. God didn't call us to be divided. How many know that? The Bible says only by pride cometh contention. If there's contention, pride is always the root. But if God is at the source of anything, there will always be the nature of peace and unity and camaraderie. How many want God to move in his bride? Amen, because the king is doing something wonderful. The king's doing something great. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. And I preach to you today that the watchman on the mountain, everybody look up. Lift your eyes unto the hills which cometh your help. Your help comes from where? The Lord. My help's not coming from man. My help's coming from the Lord. And the watchman, everybody say the watchman. I gotta move on here. The, the watchman shall lift up the voice. Where's the watchman? The watchman's where? He's in the mountains. And his feet are beautiful. Why are his feet beautiful? You see this parallel in the New Testament. Why are his feet beautiful? Because they are shod with the preparation of the gospel. The Bible says beautiful are them that preach the gospel. Romans 10, that's the narrative. They're beautiful. Those that preach the gospel, there's beautiful. Why? Why? Why are the feet of the preacher beautiful? I got beautiful feet. I don't care what you say. I should preach in flip-flops. Amen. Glory to God. I'm just going to start, I'm just going to start posting selfie pictures of my feet like some of you do when you go to the beach. Just love the sunset. You just like your toenails, glory to God. Why are they beautiful? Because they carry good news. And what happens in a dietary thing, I went through a season and uh, uh, I went through a season one time where it seemed like every, every report I got was negative. Anybody ever been there? From within and without. Somebody called me and said, I don't even meet with you. I was scared to answer my phone that season because it seemed like everything that came through the phone was like, Negative. How many's ever been there? That's why you have a remote. You can turn that stuff off. But listen, I, you, you, I couldn't turn it off. I had to listen. And so somebody said, I need to meet with y'all. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm gonna hear about something else I'm doing wrong. I was a young pastor trying to figure it out. And he sat down and my expectation was to be told about something wrong. And I'll never forget what Brother Angelo said. He said, when I came to this church, Pastor, my life was ruins. I was a sniper in Vietnam. Had to see things I didn't want to see. My life has been ravished by the, 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 the chemical that was re released there and I've been crippled. I was a miserable man until I stepped foot in this church. And I just wanted to meet you and tell you that thank you for this church and what the atmosphere is here because it has healed me. And I met you to tell you it's good. Sometimes we need to hear good things. Church shouldn't be a place of negativity. 
Church should be a place where there's good tidings of peace, good tidings of good things. And I come to preach to you on this Sunday. He said, the watchman shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Let me just put it in this context. He was saying, Zion, you've got some desolate places. You've got some oppression. You've got some Assyrians that attacked you without cause. But I can see from the top of the mountain right now, the king is on his way. The king's coming to fix the oppressed places. The king's coming to fix the waste places. The... Listen. America has its issues. Our politics have issues. Our people have issues. There's desolate places, but I can see from the top of the mountain here today, the greatest revival that's ever come to this country is we're at the threshold of it. If you believe it, clap your hands and say, that's good news. I believe God's gonna turn my country around. I believe God's gonna turn my family around. Somebody shout, good news. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to hear some good things. Glory. Where's Brother Mike and Sister Amy? Where are they at? Yes, yeah, stand, stand. I want, I want everybody to see them. They're right there. They recently got married. Both were widowed. And uh, they just recently got married. Amazing people. I was privileged to pastor them in Coshocton. They're members of the anchor of Coshocton. Young be seated. He told me something this morning that really helped me. When he came to church, his life was broken, wasn't it, Brother Mike? Yeah. He lost his wife, and there was just a lot of hurt and emptiness. It was a, he was a desolate place, uh, a wasteland of Zion, if you will. But he came to church, and I'd preach, and I'd walk up to him at the altar, and he, took, he reminded me today what I used to tell him. i say, your joy's coming. God's going to restore your joy. Oh, it's coming, you couldn't see it at the moment. He could only hear it from me at the moment. He could only hear what I had seen from the mountain. He told me today, stand, Brother Mike. Stand, Brother Mike, one more time. He told me today, he said, I've got the joy. I've never been happier. I'm filled with joy. He said, joy is coming. Joy is coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Come on, your trial, you will not die in your dilemma because the king is coming to your situation. You might have been abused. You might have been broken. You might have been done wrong as a child. But don't you think for a minute God can't see you. He's coming again. He's going to do it all over again. Somebody shout glory. Now watch. Look what it says in the next verse. He goes on, verse nine, and let's teach this. Break forth, when you start singing, about what? About the voice of what the watchman has seen. The watchman sees from a different uh, perspective. He's a higher place. It's recorded and studied as that's the preacher. The watchman. Everybody say, the watchman on the wall. He's in a higher place. You're in desolation, but he can see something coming out. I've looked at many people and said, you're going to have to trust me. I know your life is chaos, but it's not always going to be chaos. God's getting ready to do something amazing. I've had him look at him and say, I don't see it. I said, I know you don't, but I do. I go back up to him. I said, I come up to him. Come here, Rowan. Amen. I go up to him and say, it's still going to happen. And they go, 
Well, I don't feel it. I'm miserable. Just trust me. Keep being faithful. Keep coming to church. Just trust me. I've already seen it. I can't tell you how many people I've walked up to and I said, this is what I see. And their life was in wasteland. And I've already seen it in you because the Lord's already dealt with it. I want you to stand and receive the word of the Lord. God's going to restore some things that were broken. I've already seen it. God's going to restore some things. I saw it this week. Don't be discouraged. The Lord heard every prayer and he has not turned his ear off to what you've said. He is going to fulfill that and he's going to finish the work that he began. I'm telling you, God's not done. God's not done in your family. God's not done. Come on, mama, you've been praying some prayers. God said the, the king is on the way. He's coming. Somebody shout, the king is coming. Hallelujah. And that's my job. My job is not to understand everything in this world. It's very possible that the prophet of God or the pastor of God become, can become uh, not relevant. Not relevant to everything. Doesn't mean I need to be ignorant or not educated. But it's possible I won't be at the, uh, 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 at the cutting edge of relevance of the kingdom of this world. It's my job to be relevant to the kingdom that, that kingdom. And if I can hear what he's saying, he's gonna fix everything in our life. I come to preach to you, there is something great coming to this church and it's coming to every family that'll believe. If you'll believe it, you're gonna see it. Your life has been broken, but he is going to fix it. Brother Zion, the Lord's gonna lift you to an elevated place. And how he's gonna get you to the elevated place is when you humble himself, you humble yourself before him in a prayerful place through fasting and prayer. And if you will decrease, you will increase. And God has seen every time you've broken up that Bible alone with him and you felt alone, but you were not alone. Amen. I'm gonna help you with something. I was gonna announce it. I was gonna announce it earlier, but I felt to talk about when I'm preaching. Uh, I walked yesterday into Sister Connie Aiken's house. I went and saw her a few weeks ago and prayed with her and we had, we had a glorious time together. As you may know, she's dealt with Parkinson's and now dementia and uh, she'd be in and out of coherency uh, speaking but not necessarily coherent because of what she's been dealing with. And I went there and all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, her mind came. She said, we gotta talk. She started talking about the kingdom of God being right with God and being ready with the Lord. Um, I got a call a couple days ago and I was out of town, preached a conference, came back yesterday. My wife and I went to see her. When I went in there and she's lost a lot of weight and she's, she was at the door. She's at that chilly Jordan River about to cross over. And I just looked there and I said, I said, there's one Lord, there's one faith and one baptism. Went down the line, there's one God, Father of all, who is above all, through all and in us all talking about that Savior she's clung to her whole life. and Start talking about the blood and the power of the Holy Ghost. That spirit dwells in you. It's going to quicken your mortal body. And Oh, we started singing a few songs. And all of a sudden, I began to pray in the tongues of angels. I've learned it over the years. What it is, Bob speaks of tongues of angels. It's when the presence of an angel is there. And there's a specific angel that comes to take you to a prepared place. I can prove it, Luke 16. Luke 16 says that the rich man was buried, but Lazarus was carried by the angels. The angels show up to carry you to a prepared place. There's Michael. 
warring angel, Gabriel, the ministering angels, but there's also an angel that shows up to carry you to a prepared place. And I, the, the sisters were there, some of the grandkids were there. Holy Ghost moved in that house so strong last night, and she passed away this morning. She's went on to be with the Lord, but she's not dementia any longer. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop, a prepared place. And what I've come to tell you, and I realize heaven and Jesus is coming to take us to heaven, but before he comes, there's some things he's gonna do in this earth that he's not done with, and he's coming to your desolation and he's gonna heal it before he takes us home. Do you believe that? Clap your hands and praise him. I want y'all to get ready to sing that song again. That one y'all were talking about dancing out of my grave clothes. Some of, you have been, some of you have been in desolation, but God's getting ready to put victory in this church. I think everybody out around, Billy and I jump, clap your hands, shout hallelujah, something good. Would you do that? Won't you just do something good right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I made my mind up. I'm gonna talk about good things. You know what I found? I'm so much happier. I feel peace. He said, glad tidings of good things. I don't have time. There's so much more I put in biblical things here today, but I'm gonna quit. Um, I'm not gonna do all the parallels that I had in the 830 service because I, I just feel the end is. But he said, good tidings that publisheth peace and good tidings of good. Why? The watchman sees it from the wall. I, I, I know where I'm at. But God has called me to disconnect from some of that stuff so I can see what he wants me to see. Because my responsibility is a little bit different. Please don't miss tonight. I'm going to talk about the bride tonight. But right now I'm talking about the groom. He goes on and says, they'll sing, sing together. How can you sing when there's desolation? Verse nine says, are y'all ready? I want you to say it with me. Break forth into, sing ye of, for the Lord hath, he hath. We're talking right now, listen. We're talking right now as a staff. I wanna get a surround sound type of deal that when you pull on the parking lot, you hear worship music. Pretty expensive, you want to donate to it, may the Lord bless you. But we're going to do it when you pull into the parking lot, come under the canopy, you park in the back, you come into the foyer, worship is going on. Why? Because the desolate places, when you come to the kingdom, it, it ought to be, it ought to be positive. Church ought to be happy. I realize our guests might not understand it, but when you look at these young people up here doing this. You know what they're saying? I'm not depressed. I've got joy and I've got peace. He's been good to me. I danced out of that grave. I danced out of that desolation. Somebody shout, break forth into joy. Sing together. Ye waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. You know what that means? He bought it back and fixed it. 
The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Church is not a place where we talk about desolation. It's where we talk about salvation. And that's why when you come in, people say, I hadn't had peace till I got here. I felt terrible till I got here. You know why? Because the church believes what the watchman has seen. Romans 10, I don't have time to get into it. I'm almost done, I promise. Romans 10. Y'all missed me the last few weeks not having you stand for a long time after the preaching. Romans 10. It starts like this. Thy word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. He says, the word of faith which we preach. What happens is when the preacher preaches it, he said, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? Where is he sent from? You can't understand Romans 10 until you study Isaiah 52. He's sent from where? He's sent from the top of the mountain with the Lord. And he sees the king coming. And he comes back down and that's why the Bible says, how can he hear without a preacher? How can he hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? And it says this, how beautiful are the feet of them which bring the uh, gospel of glad tidings of good things. I told you how to preach in flip-flops, amen. It goes on, it says, faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The word that's in your mouth is from the preached word of the watchman. And what we ought to be talking about is what we've heard from the tower. It allows us to go back to desolate places and start singing and said, it's not gonna be desolate anymore. It's not gonna be broken anymore. It's not. You can look to the Assyrians and say, get thee behind me. The king is coming. The king is coming. Somebody say amen. Luke 10, they would go in and they would say, the 70 would go in, they'd say, they go to every city and knock on the door and this is what they say. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, the kingdom is near you. And they would heal the sick. And this is what they would say, Lakin. They would say, he's coming. The kingdom is near you. He's coming. And guess who was coming? Everybody say, Jesus. And they, he would send them to the cities in which he was coming. And that's what we need to go to work and say, oh, the kingdom is near you. They're gonna say, what in the world are you talking about? Say, Jesus wants to change your life. I know you've been broken. I realize you've been through this. But man, you should have been in church the other night. We saw, we saw, crippled people healed. We saw people in bondage delivered. We see, how many know God has done so many amazing things here? I'll close with this. If you'll start singing what the watchman's been talking about, you're gonna break forth in joy. How many need a little joy? Be honest with me. How many of you need a little joy, a little lift up? How many need some joy? I'm gonna show you how to get it. You start singing what the watchman's been preaching. The king is coming. Did y'all see all those little news, that little newspaper by your seat? Get it in the air. Get it in the air and say, I got it. Come on, you got it. Say, I got it. Somebody shout, the king is coming. He's coming to my house. He's coming to my marriage. He's coming to my children. He's coming to my situation. I'm taking him to the doctor with me this week because Jesus is gonna fix my desolation. He's fixing the waste places. The waste places. It was 1983. I'm going to let y'all worship and sing and pray and do whatever you feel. 1983, the Wisconsin college football team, the Badgers at the Badger Stadium, were playing 
the rival team, Michigan State Spartans, and said it didn't take but a little while to tell that Michigan State had a much more dominant team than the Badgers. They were being defeated in their own state, about 60,000 people there. But something strange happened during, the, during, during that defeated moment. The coach looked up. All the Wisconsin stands are on, the fa- are on their feet and they're cheering while they're losing. The players stopped and look up and their fans are cheering while they're being defeated. They didn't know it was a conflict of emotions. What in the world is going on until they realized that 70 miles away, the Milwaukee Brewers were playing the St. Louis Cardinals in the fourth, the fourth game of the World Series and they were winning against the St. Louis Cardinals. And they had brought their transistor radios in there and they were listening to the Milwaukee Brewer World Series game while watching the Badgers. And what happened to us was they were listening to victory while watching defeat. You've got to learn to listen to victory when looking at defeat. So if you preach what you've seen, my pastor, from the mountain and it's victorious, I'm going to go ahead and praise him. I'm going to go ahead and sing because the king is coming. The king, there's victory on the way. There's victory coming to my house. I want you to lift your hands and say, I want to hear the report of the Lord. I want us all to begin to sing together today. The man that was Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.